Y'all, what is up? What is going on? Welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Way. I'm your host, Chase Coleman. And before we get started today, can we all just take a breath? (sighs) I mean, shit, we made it through 2020. It's June in 2021, and things have kind of progressed in a little bit in a little bit of a better way, I would say. Things are getting back to normal. Sports have fans and vaccines have been widely rolled out. And that's right. The Millennial Way is back with another freaking episode. In our last episode, we talked to Mitch Furman of the Texas Tribune to discuss how COVID has affected the media industry. And boy, was that a great episode. But today we're going to pivot a little bit and we're going to be celebrating pride with my man, Mike Nichols of Nestle to discuss how pride is and it should be celebrated inside and outside of the office. But before we get Mike into here, let's discuss this week's biggest headlines. First up for today, we got the internet is having a bad day. Now y'all, Amazon, Reddit, Spotify, CNN, Twitch, Pinterest, and many, many more internet websites that yes, you and I are using all went down this week in a glitch with this company called Fastly. So yes, it's apparent. All of our favorite internet companies use one source too. Next up, we have boomers. Now guys, boomers are rethinking retirement. What? Now, in the pandemic, boomers had either two options, one, retire early, or two, keep working longer past that typical 65-year age. Now, according to a Fidelity survey, 20% of boomers sped up their retirement, altering the retirement timing of the typical 65 age. But now, not only that, but boomers are also looking at retirement differently, prioritizing time with their family and friends over material things and traveling. So it took a pandemic for boomers to finally wake up and realize that material things weren't the only thing in life. Not shocking to me. And lastly, we got the FDA. Now, the FDA approved the first Alzheimer's drug today, which is super dope. Now, back in 2019, the FDA denied this company, Biogen, of their first Alzheimer drug, and it was just approved this year with only one caveat. They have to run another clinical trial. Now, the drug is meant to slow the cognitive decline in people with Alzheimer's. So while it might not stop the disease entirely, it will at least make the lifestyle of those who live with this terrible disease slightly better. And if you have ever lived or been affected, if your life has been affected by Alzheimer's in any way, shape or form, I have the utmost empathy and sympathy for you because it is a tough, tough disease to deal with in your family. And the fact that we are getting that much closer to a drug being sent out into the world and into our society is just great news. Great news. So now that we have this week's top headlines, let's bring on my main man, Mike Nichols, to celebrate pride and discuss how pride is and should come to life in the workplace. Y'all, and as I mentioned, I have an amazing guest today, an amazing guest to help us kick off Pride Month. I have my man, Mike Nichols here, who is also not only a good friend of mine, but a colleague who, shoot, I mean, I would say we talk every day, except for when Mike's on PTO. And sometimes we talk even when Mike is on PTO, when he should be just enjoying his time. But before I go over and and introduce Mike and let um, him kind of talk just a little bit, make sure to like and subscribe below. You guys have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I need the support. We need the support. This is the only way that we can grow. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at underscore millennial way. But now that I'm done with that, Mike, my man, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? 
Doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem, man. It is. I mean, I'm just super ecstatic to have you here right now. And honestly, to be helping kick off Pride Month, I mean, actually to be kicking off Pride Month, I feel like, you know, we just had a conversation at work. What was it? Not even a week ago, uh, mm-hmm. talking about all the all the cool events that you have going on and all the fun stuff that you've been doing within what we call an ERG, uh, Employee Resource Group, the Pride uh, the Pride Alliance over at Nestle. But but Mike, I'm going to kick this over to you and just kind of let you talk a little bit about yourself and kind of let every the audience know who who is Mike Nichols. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, you know, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. So you know, gosh, I've you know been around. Seattle for, um, you know, 13 years. And so, you know, I've definitely become well uh, engaged in the community and, you know, um, all the things, you know, pride, especially for work and, you know, in work, out of work, um, building relationships with the community and yeah. And just, you know, kind of doing things like that, you know, just kind of really, um, you know, working on uh, things at Nestle, you know, my current job. And then, um, again, outside of work, just really being able to um, connect with the community and make new friends and meet new people. I love that. I love that, Mike. I mean, that's what employee resource groups are all about, right? Mm-hmm. Like to help meet other people who are similar to you or not similar to you to make those bonds and those friendships to where they kind of carry farther than just the workplace, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's one thing that I've admired about you ever since I came back from Nordstrom and came and joined the team. Actually, before that, I got to know you as you joined pricing and I was back in marketing, right? Like I would, you know, I would do my my daily rounds yep. around the office. <laughs> and I remember just getting to kind of like walk by and then we'd say, what's up? We'd kind of just like chat for a little bit. And then when I finally came back and I joined the pricing team, you were the first person that reached out like, hey man, congratulations. Let me know if you need anything. And that's always something I've always admired about you because you that's who you are. I mean, that's kind of who you've always embodied. And I guess that that leads into my next question for you, which is, what does pride kind of mean for you? Like, what does that mean to you? Like Mike Nichols, what does pride mean? Yeah. Um, gosh, not such a, it's such a really good question. It seems like, you know, a foundation question when you were, if you were to ask somebody, you know, what, what is, what does pride mean to them? It's, it's like, oh, it's going to be easy to answer. But yeah. the thing about it too, is that depending on who you ask, you're always going to get a different answer. Because people come from different backgrounds, people come from different parts of the world, the country, um, you know, and so people have had different upbringings. And so really pride is what it means for that person, right? Yeah, it's, it's so, based on their interpretation, right? Because yeah. it's like, like you were saying, like they live a, a completely different reality than everybody else. And while there might be something similar, that doesn't mean that everybody is the same, right? We're all really unique people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, yeah, 100%. And so, you know, I, I grew up in a small town in, in Idaho, and I had such a, a great support group with my family and friends. And even though it's Idaho in a small town, um, I never had any um, issues coming out. I never had any issues with, um, you know, people accepting me for who I am. Um, mm-hmm. Never. And so I was able to really uh, not have to... Um, you know, deal with the emotions that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. So, so really, yeah. So like, you know, for me specifically, what pride means is, you know, it means that I can be proud for who, of who I am. It means that I can um, talk to people about myself. You know, I can talk to people about my husband and, uh, um, you know, I can say that I'm married. I can say that, you know, I'm a part of the community. And, 
you know, it's really kind of the other part is equality too. knowing that I can go to work and I can be treated equal. I can be somebody that, you know, has the same um, human um, respect and um, uh, shit, I can't think of the word. Sorry. Stubbled. Um, Yeah. But you know, I, I can have the same um, basic human rights that any straight person can have. Yeah. And so I think that's the the biggest thing and, and the best part of it, you know, and then also it means, you know, we've made so much progress. If you mm-hmm. think back, you know, um, not in really actually in our lifetime, you know, if you think back 10, 20, 30 years, you know, gay, <clears throat> gay marriage and being gay was, a, you know, illegal at mm-hmm. a certain point in time. And, you know, there were people that sacrificed um, the risk and some of them gave their lives to be able to support the cause and to stand up for what is right. Um, people were arrested, people were beaten. You know, um, there's, if anybody wants to, um, there's a lot of research that they can do on um, a, uh, Stonewall and mm-hmm. so in New York City. And so that was kind of where everything happened the Stonewall riots. And which is such a powerful movement. And there was things that happened before that, but that was the really big one that really, um, kicked off, you know, we needed to be treated equally. Absolutely. Um, so really we are where we are today in terms of, you know, equality for, for gay rights um, because of what people have done to get us to where we are today. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I love that you said that, Mike, because it relates a lot to me personally uh, when I think about all the things that have gone over, on over the past year, right? That's something that's hard to forget about at the end of the day. I mean, with COVID, the pandemic, being locked up, being in the house, and then everything that happened over the summer and kind of came to fruition, right? Um, in terms of the, just civil rights movements in general. And then looking what's going looking at what's going on over in Israel and Palestine and you know Hamas today and just the craziness of 2020 and 2021 has really made me take a step back and say who am i and try to understand who i am and while i've been doing that and searching in that it caused me to do a lot of research right and then i go back and i look at the civil rights movements that went on in the 50s and 60s and, and you know throughout all of history essentially and i say all of history in, in a bodacious statement right uh-huh. because obviously it's not been all of history but when you think about it in that perspective you're like wow we've made a lot of progress from where we were 20 years ago 40 years ago 60 years ago and then when you take an even you take another step back and you look at all that progress and you go right now there are issues that need to be fixed, right? There are still problems that need solutions and and we need to act a lot faster than we've been acting in the past. And now with technology, we need to act even faster because if you don't, it's going on Twitter, it's going on Instagram, it's going on Facebook, it's going on Reddit, it's going on, (laughs) you know, it's going on all social media platforms and everybody's going to hear about how you're canceled, damn it. But Mm -hmm. I, I just love that you said all of that because I think it's really come to fruition, at least for me personally, uh, within this past year and um, having my little brother be as, be gay as well and him having a similar, I would say, receptiveness um, to him, his coming out as you did, where we were all support. We were like, cool, man. Like <laughs> no, no skin off of our back. You know what I mean? Like you're the same person still going to love you the same. I'm never going to like, nothing's going to change. And mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine that that's a really fulfilling feeling. 
but kind of taking this into the workplace and thinking about work just in general, for me, at least, and I'll, I'll start us off with this one for me, at least, like I've never had any issues, at least like thinking that I wasn't accepted in, in a place. And, and I, I say that because in my upbringing, I was accepted everywhere. And, and I just truly was, whether I was going to a white neighborhood, a black neighborhood, uh, you know, uh, any type of place I was, I was relatively accepted. So walking into the workplace, I didn't really think that I was ever going to be discriminated against until for me, for the first time I looked up on like a stage and saw that there was nobody that looked like me. And I was like, well, holy crap, like I can't do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And thinking about that and then thinking about all the things that I've been able to do within the workplace, I'm like, okay, like I could help progress this change. I could help put a lot of my energy and my passion back towards a group that's going to help move things along. And my question for you, Mike, is as we see that like DE&I, right, diversity, equity, and inclusion has become a very vital thing in corporations. And it's been a buzzword to say the least. What is your response been to how not only just the company that we work in, but like most corporations are handling it. Like, have you seen some that do DE and I specifically for pride very, very well. And some that do it not so well. Um, and I would just love to kind of hear like your thoughts on that. Yeah. Gosh, you know, such a good question. It's so that one is really interesting because it, there are companies that do a good job and that's, it's a really heavy question in terms of, you know, companies do a good job. I'm not going to say that there's anyone that does a great job, mm-hmm. but they do a good job. And, you know, before I unpack that, and there also are companies that do, that could do a lot better. And yeah. really what that boils down to personally, I feel, cause I've worked for big um, global and uh, public companies. And I've also worked mm-hmm. for very small private companies. Big. Oh, so this is a perfect question for it's you. It's so great. Yeah. And so big, you know, the thing about that is that um, bigger public companies um, typically do a good job because they they will do what they need to do. They'll put a DNI, you know, they'll make sure that they have a group um, mm-hmm. for everything, not just for the LGBTQ plus community, but they will do it for every community group of people that wants that that needs to be represented then they will do that. And, and so I think that's great. Um, where I think that, you know, progress could be made in terms of a, um, a smaller company is that they, you know, they, it's out of sight, out of mind. They don't represent or acknowledge anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll treat people equal, but they don't really acknowledge any, um, if, if you're not a straight white male, then, then they won't really you're just a, you're just an employee. Everybody's an employee. Yep. Everybody's the same equal. And, and that's really how it is. You know, there's no representation and there's no, um, I want to say diversity, but there's really nothing that can, um, that the people can actually be a part of, Yeah, you know, and that's a really like a group. Part. Yeah, exactly. Well, I could imagine that. And, and especially being in a smaller office, I'm, I'm imagining this cause I've never worked in one. And I would say, it's probably because in bigger corporations, you have a much larger population size, right? And within that, you get a lot more diverse groups. Just like, it it just happens that way, right? I mean, we talk often about how you could get a lot of people who may look the same all in one group, right? Within a large corporation, but there's some diversity within every corporation in some way, shape or form. And when you're able to get two people together 
who could get the backing by a corporation now, because not only is it the right thing to do, but it's also, it looks really good for you. And if you don't do it, it makes you look really, really bad. But when you take those two people, then those two people all of a sudden have lunch with somebody else and then it grows and it grows kind of organically, right? Like the mushroom Mm -hmm. effect where it just like starts with the stem and then it grows out. Smaller companies, it's really difficult to do that because you might be the only one. And I could imagine, and I'm going to ask you that, and and this is a question for you, but like when you're in a smaller company, do you feel more or less secure to speak to like a, someone who's in a higher level than you about stuff of this sort? Because in my, my hypothesis is that it would feel a little bit less secure to go talk to them about personal things. Because like you were saying, we're all just employees. We're all equals. We're, we're all just here to kind of work. Right. But at the same time, I've heard about family environments that could come together within small offices too. So I'm curious to get your perspective on like, would you talk to your superior about pushing pride month or black history month or, you know what I'm saying? Like anything of that sort, or do you, would you, if the company is a little bit more, I guess we could call them conservative in that aspect where they don't want to go all that way to push those different um, movements. Like, is it a little bit less, so, yeah, what do you, I would say, like, are you a little bit less yeah. secure talking to them? Yeah, you know, so my small company um, experience is that I never did. So the, it's really interesting about that because, you know, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, kind of talking about the first question a little bit, you know, kind of incorporating these two together, right? Yeah. You know, working for a small company, you're there, you're buttoned up, you just keep to your work. You you know, you'll create a small family mm-hmm. um, that you that you can, you'll have your group of friends. But really, for me, there was never any comfort. There was never any comfort to speak to my managers or any higher ups. I just went there, did my work, did my own thing. But then, you know, kind of another piece of the puzzle with, uh, you know, what pride means is incorporating these two together is that you know, we should be proud of who we are and it should be, we should feel comfortable in the workplace to, 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 you know, be proud and happy and out and be ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, because, you know, outside of work, you know, um, before I really developed what pride meant to me is, is, you know, okay, it's house during pride month, there's house parties, there's events, there's different things. There's all these social gatherings and, you know, you have, that aspect but then the next day nope you're back to your nine to five mm-hmm. and you're back to just kind of going back in the closet and and it's you know it's so interesting to to have to like turn off the switch and one thing i feel about you know with nestle you know where where i'm at now is you know i can still be who i am and be comfortable with who i am and have conversations with my coworkers, mm-hmm. and uh and be able to feel comfortable with that because you know, I came to Nestle from a small company and, you know, I first started, I never talked about my relationship. I never talked about my marriage. I never talked about anything. So I didn't know who I could trust. Yeah. And I didn't know if this is a safe space quickly realized that, um, there was some, uh, I'll never forget until I'm old and gray and I'll never forget this person, but there's a, a manager on our team who, um, who took me out to coffee Mm-hmm. and wanted to get to know me and basically said hey um you know so how's it going like you know what 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 do you do for fun like how how's life how's things and 
you know, and I was able to talk, you know, about a little bit. And I said, oh, I kept seeing my partner. And then mm-hmm. finally, this person said, um, what's your partner's name? And I said, Chris. And, and he's like, oh, well, you know, that that's a great name. That's awesome. You know, and <laughs> and so we so from that time, you know, I, I really it was really nice to have somebody that pushed that, you know, there's able to really just like, hey, I can tell you're uncomfortable. I'm I'm here to help you feel comfortable. It's a safe space yeah. and you're going to be okay. And, you know, so companies like that, you know, companies are companies, but it's the people that really make the company. So I think that that's such a big piece of the puzzle is that, you know, it, it's so community-based, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and I, I just think that's, that goes such a long ways because in a small company, nobody would have ever said that to me. They, they would have never come up and wanted to get to know me or talk about my personal life or anything. Yeah. Um, and then I just think that, again, like I say, like a big company is, it's so, it's so amazing to just have, you know, a support system. And, um, and I think that's great. So, you know, again, you know, companies do a good job. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of improvement that we can always do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. I love that. No, I think that's awesome. I, I started smiling when you started telling that story because <laughs> I've heard it a couple of times and I, I just think it's such an awesome story because it really speaks to the culture, right? Especially on our team. I think our team is pretty tight knit. Um, a lot of really cool guys and, and women as well on the team. Um, I'm, I usually say guys incorporating everybody, right? But um, <laughs> it's just, I, I love that for you. And I'm very happy that that happened. But I, while I'm thinking of that, I'm also thinking about something else that I saw on Twitter. I mean, shoot, just this week. So as Pride Month just kicked off, um, I saw a lot of people tweeting about how logo, how companies have been changing their logos and kind of painting the, the pride flag across it and support um, for Pride Month. And it was actually the opposite of what I thought um, was going to happen. And the sentiment was really, really negative. And a lot of people were saying like, this is, this, it's so fake. We're so sick and tired of seeing your stupid logo. Like just putting the pride flag on it doesn't mean that you support um, the LGBTQ plus community, blah, blah, blah. And I would love to just get your perspective on that, Mike, because to, to be completely honest with you, in my honest opinion, I don't even know how to feel about that. Like, I, I don't know if I would be happy, mad, sad offended by that and like i'm really just curious to hear your perspective because it seemed like a lot of people within just this this year alone because i'm on you know we're all on social media often and i was just on it and i'm scrolling 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 and next next thing you know i see a tweet pop up and then i click on it and the thread is just like and it's all negative and i was like wow like this is interesting but i'd love to get your perspective on that yeah and so this is uh just about companies having a pride symbol right is that kind of yeah, just you know how they they take their logo, like for example, like Twitter has that little Twitter bird, and uh-huh. it's normally oh, white. It. Okay, and then they switch it over to the pride flag. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, yeah, so that's, real curious to hear from you because I was just so shocked to see this yesterday, man. I was like, "What is going on?" I was like, "Are people just finding a reason to be mad now, or is this really something yep. that like I should I should look a little bit deeper into and and uh, try to understand a little bit more?" Yeah, so that's exactly it. So, you know, there's there's people that will be out there and people will just say negative things just to say them. There are trolls. Um, there, there's trolls on both, you know, every every spectrum you can think of, there, there are trolls. And it's going to happen. That's the internet. That's the day and age that we live in. Um, but the big thing about that, too, is, you know, yeah, people are just being mean. So 
Um, a company that will change their logo um, or change a piece of, like Google. If you go to Google, I think Google has a, a Pride um, you know, drop down if you search anything Pride. Uh, I did it on my phone and it was great. So at least with me on my phone, uh, I went on Google and I typed in Pride flag. This was, I think, today or yesterday. Um, typed in Pride flag and then immediately Ton, at least probably a dozen of flags, different different LGBTQ plus flags fell from the top to the bottom, just like you just got bombarded. And oh, I wow. think that's great. You know, so they, I think companies doing that is great because they show their support. Um, people are going to come out and absolutely just be offended. And that's that person's issue because, you know, companies need to, um, I personally feel, companies need to to support the the community mm -hmm. so when that goes into a little bit more <laughs> of a specific piece of that puzzle is you know really should companies be political you know and one thing i've been really diving into is the you know political piece of um you know companies should should public or private companies you know get involved in politics um, I personally think that in order to help defend their employees, I think that's a really powerful and really important stance that companies need to take. Mm -hmm. How far they go, you know, there's there's kind of a gray area there. But, you know, the, the best thing that I know, um, I remember years and years ago, I kept thinking, oh, I, I really want to work for Starbucks because the I think it's the CEO at the time. Um, uh, there was a meeting with the shareholders and somebody was offended that the company took a stance on being pro-gay marriage mm -hmm. and basically said, um, you know, then sell your shares. Yeah. Sorry. If you're not okay <laughs> with this, then sell. And I think, I think that was Howard. I, I can't remember. It probably but, was um, knowing, knowing him. It was, he was probably just like, okay, sell them. Exactly. And that's a company that, you know, I'm going to feel comfortable working at, you know, and and, you know, kind of the other piece of that is Nestle. So one thing that happened, I think it was the month of April, Nestle did an article with the other, you know, there's three other major food manufacturing companies in the U.S. And they came out with an article on USA Today um, in support of basically be, being against the anti-LGBTQ plus uh, legislation that's currently being passed in many states across the country. Mm -hmm. So I'm really proud to say that Nestle, you know, is against that le legislation and, you know, they're, you know, definitely pro um, LGBTQ plus and they're, they're supporting, you know, with the community. And I think that's really powerful. And I think that companies are forced to become political. I think that, you know, our current, um, current state of the world is forcing people to have a stance mm -hmm. and you know it's always really important to you know be at a company that that respects your um that treats you equally and then respects who you are as a person absolutely and I, I have kind of two things in response to that because i think one it's in my opinion i think it's sad that it's political to be honest i think it's sad that we when we talk about human rights i mean we're talking about people who are all born with running blood through your body, a heart, a brain, you know, some people born without ligaments, whatever, but we're all humans at the end of the day. And the fact that it has to be political, in my opinion, is just absolutely absurd. 
I'm just going to put that out there. And then the second part about it too is, yeah, I think it forces companies to become political, but many major corporations have lobbyists that, that sit within DC, right? So they're already involved within politics. So now it's almost, in my opinion, them taking a step further and saying, now we have to talk about it, right? All of that mm-hmm. stuff, like until I really, until I got into business school in my undergrad, I didn't really understand what lobbyists were, what a lot, what lobbying meant. And when I finally figured that out, I was like, so this is all happening like under the table, essentially. This mm-hmm. is all happening on the side, right? Yep. <laughs> and it's it's legal. So I'm not saying it's illegal. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with lobbying or lobbyists, but I think it's forcing companies to finally come out and say, we have we stand with the LGBTQ plus community. We stand with Black Lives Matter. We stand with, you know, X, Y, and Z. We stand with all these different groups. We stand with women, right? And they have to say that. And then they also have to start putting their money where their mouth is. And- mm-hmm. I just think it's, I, I hate that it has to be considered political because I, there is, like you were saying, legislation that, that's being passed across different states that are not necessarily in any way, shape or form helping the LGBTQ plus community, which is a good thing for, it's not, that being passed is not a good thing, but Nestle standing up saying that they're against that and other companies standing up saying that they're against that is a good thing. But I'm going to kind of flip the script on this one now. And we're going to get a little dreamy. Okay. Mike? okay. We're right. going to imagine that. <laughs> Let's do it. It's 10. It might be five years. It might be 10 years. It might be 15 years, whatever it looks like for you. You're a CEO of a company and it is now February. It's February. You guys are talking about planning for Q2. You're like, oh, hold up. We got something that's really exciting and really, really important to me that's coming up. And that's Pride Month. How are you celebrating Pride um, inside your office? And what was like, what would be some of the key things that you would that you would do or that you would make sure were kind of done for, for your employees? Great question. <clears throat> so to start, first things first, letting employees, you know, be respectful and letting employees celebrate the way that they want to celebrate. So if there's pride committees, let them decorate, let them celebrate, let them run events. You know, that's kind of the foundation. That's the basic piece of it, right? Um, I think, you know, having, you know, the organization be able to have people speak to, you know, these, you know, speak to pride and being able to, you know, have conversations with their leadership. Like for me, I would listen, I would listen to the people and say, Hey, this is what we need. This is what we want. Um, these are the fights that we're currently having and here's the struggles that we're having. And. And I think it's really important, honestly, just to listen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other part is having a very um, celebrating pride. This is a little outside of, you know, that, but having a very diverse leadership, having people um, in place that <clears throat> that can speak to, um, you know, the, the community and be able to be part of that community. <clears throat> and the biggest other piece is do not get involved in pride parades. The pride parade is not a fucking corporate parade. It is a pride parade. It's for the people, the corporations should stay out of it. Um, That's my personal viewpoint. I have a lot of friends that share that same sentiment. (laughs) A lot of people get mad at me for that, but I do not care. It's fine. That's how I feel. Um, You know, the the best thing for me on the pride parade is the dikes on bikes. I think that's Mm -hmm. amazing because it's a community. Anything that comes through for, 
you know, community basis is, you know, that's going to put, that's going to draw more of an image of what pride is about, as opposed to corporations um, having floats. <clears throat> corporations can show their support and they do that every day. Mm-hmm. But for me being a CEO, um, show your support in the little ways will go much further than having a big uh, float, you know, I going like down that. the street. I like and <clears throat> again, you know, people get upset with me for that, but you know, people have explained to me why that's so important that corporations have turned it into their, their event. Yeah. And that's not the way it should be. That's not the way it started. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no, I understand. I, I get that completely, man, because I think back to the first pride parade that I ever, I ever went to it was in Cincinnati. Um, two of my friends got married up there, Melanie and Mackenzie Stewart. Um, awesome. Awesome. People have had Melanie on, on here multiple times, but it was awesome because I moved out to Cincinnati for a summer for an internship. I had zero friends. I didn't know a damn person in Cincinnati besides those two. And um, they took me in like family, you know, and it was very eye-opening for me to learn and understand how much love someone could have for, for somebody else. And speaking about how much love they showed to me and then also how much love they showed to each other. And mm-hmm. when I saw that, and then when I saw their family take me in, like I was their damn son, I was like, how could I not go to the pride parade this summer? You know, like, how could I not show support for you guys? And it was because it was something that I was never accustomed to. Let me, let me say that I had never attended a pride parade before. Um, It wasn't something that was ever really on my radar and growing up in suburban Atlanta, it, there was no pride parade. And then going to podunk town, Florida, there was nothing down there. Um, We were lucky if there was even like a live band at a bar, let's just put it that way, let alone a parade. But when I went to the Pride Parade, the one thing that I noticed was that PNG was giving out a massive amount of different things. And it was interesting, but like I kind of brushed all of that off to the wayside because I was just having so much fun. Like we walked downtown, me and my friends got Grater's ice cream, which is my favorite type of ice cream in the world. Um, and we just kind of walked around, talked to different people, met people, um, danced a lot, a whole lot. And had a great time. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but when I think about the company aspect of it and them being there and all the pride parades out in Seattle that I've been to that have been led by, you know, the company that I've been working for at that time. And then I go with them. Typically, it's been with Starbucks in the past years. And it does kind of turn into a whole kind of like show. And it's not what, in my opinion, pride is really about to your, to like you're saying, and it's authentic. It wasn't really built that way. It was never meant to be that way. And because of that, the little things, which are more personal, at least in my opinion, they're much more personal, um, mean a lot more than doing something where you're going out and spending half a million dollars just to be a part of a, a parade or something like that. Yeah. So how did so, you feel like with your first one, did you feel like, um, you feel like excited? Were you like overwhelmed? Like, I mean, cause the parades can be really big, right? Like they are big. Yeah. So I was, I would say it was a mix of emotions. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this and I'll talk about a different instance, which was my first uh, time when I moved out here. So going out like in Cincinnati, I was pumped. I was excited. I wanted to go. I wanted to be there. I also Mike wasn't doing anything while I was there. Like I would go to the gym, I'd go to Chipotle, I'd go to Grater's <laughs> ice cream, I'd go to work. Those are the four places that I was at all the time. And when we were getting ready to go, like, you know, I'm putting on my pride shirt, I'm getting ready. I'm not a glitter guy. I don't really like paint all that much. So I painted my arm, but um, 
So I did <laughs> step out a little bit. I stepped out a little bit, but um, it was cool. And when we got there, I was very overwhelmed. And I think I was so excited on my way there that I had this like, you have this like picture, right? Everybody has this expectation of what it's going to be. And especially at that time in my life, like a lot of things that I expected to go a certain way, if they didn't go that way, I was like, kind of like either overwhelmed or pissed off. You know what I mean? Like, like a normal college student would. But when we got there, I was like, whoa, like this is, this is really pride. Like, this is really what it's like. You know, like I'm seeing guys in speedos for the first time in like in real life, like that I've I've never seen that before. You know, I'm, I'm seeing people who are butt naked with just body paint on. And I'm like, whoa, like this is, this is new, you know? So I'm, I was taking it all in. I think it took about, I would say maybe an hour for me to truly feel like I was like calm. You know what I mean? Because like, it was such a high first, you're taking in everything and everyone is nice as hell. Everyone, no one's there for any problems. Everyone's there to just celebrate and have a good time. And people are throwing you stuff and all that stuff. So I'm jumping, I'm having a good time. I'm dancing with Mel and McKenzie. And then next thing you know, it's like, we're in front of the graders ice cream. I don't know. I blacked out maybe. And then we got there. And, um, by that time I was like, and then we got our ice cream and then started chilling. And I was like, wow, like this was a really cool experience. Like, I'm really glad I got to do this because this is something that if I wasn't friends with Mel and Mel and McKenzie, I probably wouldn't have gone and done that. And then moving out to Seattle. So this goes into my second little fun thing for you. Um, I moved here May 23rd of, uh, 2016, a day I'll never forget. And I say that because it was a big day in my life. Um, but a couple of weeks after that, so I was trying to meet friends, right? Moved out here, similar situation as Cincinnati. And I meet the interns and I'm like at Starbucks. I'm like, cool. I'm about to be friends with the interns. Like I'm, I'm fresh out of college. Y'all are still in college. Like it's like a senior hanging out with a junior. There's no difference. And um, they're like, hey, like we're not going to go out this weekend, but next weekend we're going out and we're going to go hit the bars in Cap Hill and go do all this stuff. And I was like, dope, let's go. Like, Finally, I could go out and go, go see Seattle. So I show up to their like their apartment. We start pre-gaming. And then they're like, hey, we're going to go to Unicorn. And Mike, you know Unicorn. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. A lot of the listeners probably don't know what Unicorn is, but <laughs> just wait till I get there. So, you know, I'm like, cool. Yeah, I don't care. Like, wherever we're going to go, we're going to go. Unicorn, let everybody know, is one of my favorite bars to go to still in, in uh, Capitol Hill till this day. My buddies know I went and celebrated my birthday there a couple years ago. It took ago. me years to realize that there's a downstairs and mind blown. The downstairs like, is my favorite oh, part. Oh, yeah. Let's get oh, weird. Let's yep. get weird. So <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at their apartment, right? I don't know what Unicorn is. I, I don't really know nor care. So we end up going out. And mind you, I don't even recognize that it's it's Pride Month at that time. Like I had I had recognized it because we were celebrating it at work. But at, once I left work, everything that happened at work was outside my mind. I was on drink mode. I'm going to go get go out and go have a good time. <laughs> so time goes by. I end up getting pretty, pretty drunk. And then we go out to Unicorn and I remember getting out of the Uber and everybody walks in before me. And then I walk in and I was like, and I was just so shocked at what I was seeing. Cause I didn't know what to expect. Right. You're talking about a kid Mm -hmm. from the South. I'm used to walking in. There's a bunch of TV screens. There's a bunch of people just talking around the bar and like a bunch of Southern accents everywhere. Right. What I would assume like an Idaho bar kind of is. Oh Yeah. Very similar to that. And then I'm walking into downtown Seattle, Capitol Hill, Pride Month. And I walk in and there's a dude in a Speedo with glitter all over him, dancing on the stage. Um, there's these pe- there's these girls wearing like 
I don't know if they're wearing anything to be honest with you, but they had paint all over them. They were painted the, the uh, <laughs> like, you know, rainbow, the pride flag. Uh, it was just nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And I just remember walking in and like looking at everybody. And the first thing I said was, where are we? And they were like unicorn. And I was like, this is pretty dope. Let's party. <laughs> and then I walked up to the bar and this is the last part of the story I'll tell. And then they were like, Oh, everybody's got to get the special drink unicorn jizz. And I was like, okay, don't really remember much after that besides having a really good time and then ended up sleeping on my buddy's couch after that. But that was my two experiences of really like, you know, like I would say like the gay community when I first, um, I, I mean, my first experience is really like in those two scenarios, right? Going to a pride parade, which I love to go to. I mean, you talk about just like partying your butt off and having a good time. Like, you know it better than I do. Um, and then going to the bar and realizing honestly, like that, it's just a fun bar to go to, right? Like I said, like mm-hmm. I, I made my friends or not made them actually. They were like, where do you want to go for your birthday? This was a couple of years ago. And I was like, unicorn. And they're like, let's go to unicorn. And I was like, all I need to do is order some unicorn jizz, get the unicorn jizz, <laughs> the unicorn hat on, get a pick and let's keep partying. So anyways, it's, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy we've been able to have this discussion, but I have one last question for all you. Right. Only one more. Um, right. So this one's unrelated to pride. Um, I have to ask everybody this one, Mike, but say we randomly met in an elevator or not an elevator because we might not have enough time, but we're just sitting out at a coffee shop. We don't have our masks on. It's post COVID. Things are great. Right. And I come up to you and I say, Hey man, I'm really just struggling, looking for some motivation. And I just need a couple tips. What tips have you had? What top tips would you give to me or any up anybody else that would just come and sit down with you um, in life? And this could be about career. This could be personal. This could be about your dog who is amazing. Um, but like, what are, you know, maybe your top two to three tips you'd give somebody, um, say today. Yeah. Gosh, if we were to meet in an elevator, um, uh, don't take candy from strangers. Just kidding. Okay. Um, I like that one though. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> it doesn't matter what so, age you are. It doesn't matter what um, age you are. Um, gosh, the first one would be, um, really just, you know, know your audience. Um, you know, the, you know, I have a couple thoughts in my head, but you know, both are from personal experience, but just making sure, you know, your audience, um, making sure that, you know, cause during a busy or stressful, uh, situation, your response and your actions, reactions, um, it will go a long way. Um, they will speak louder than words we always hear, but it's true. Um, you will make or break friendships that way. You will make or break um, uh, how your coworkers perceive you that way. Um, I think that is extremely important. Um, it's uh, it's something that I always kind of live by, and by doing that, you know, I've gone a long ways. So that's like that. that's the first one. That's a really it's, good one, Mike. That mm-hmm. one I haven't thought about that one. That's a, that's really good. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. And then the other one is. Um, be always be positive. So if somebody were to ask me, you know, Hey, what's, what's Mike like, you know, what's, what's, what's his personality like? And, and one, one of the top two or three things that I always want them to say is, you know, I'm very positive. Um, positivity is addicting. Positivity is, um, amazing. It will go a long way. Um, it's addicting. Um, you know, it will help you shine in a, uh, negative situation or just, again, kind of, um, knowing your audience, it'll really help people have a, a different viewpoint of you, and it'll just let them. It'll, it'll just rub off on people. 
And I think that people will see that and then it, they can easily just absorb it. And, you know, really any negative situation can be turned positive um, if you allow it and if you welcome it. And I yeah. think that that's, that's a, a big piece of having a really long, happy, healthy, amazing life is just, you know, radiate positivity in every conversation and action and interaction that you have. Oh yeah. There's, I have one quote, one quote for you after that, because that is, I, I love both of those, Mike. I think those are awesome. And on the second part, my quote for you is, and for the, for the audience as well is people don't necessarily always remember what you say to them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that and you go back into your memory bank and you think about different instances and moments that have happened in your life, you may not remember every single thing that people have said to you. Now, there may be some things that stick out, right? There may be. But at the end of the day, you're going to remember that feeling more than anything else. And I think that positivity aspect of it, I mean, man, I couldn't have said it any better than you. I think you said that amazing. But on that note, I, we are going to close out. Mike, thank you so much for joining me, man. This was so much fun. Um, I get to talk to you every damn day. So I hope you don't get sick of me, but thank you for joining me on the millennial way, man. This you was, got to drink wine awesome. with you while doing this. So, I mean, <laughs> Hey, like, that is right. My brother, that's what we do. That's what we do. But on that <laughs> note, man, thank you again so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening. Um, and shoot happy winning Wednesday, man. Yeah. Happy winning Wednesday. <laughs>